This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome or welcome back to Solidarity on the Bench, a podcast for 20-somethings by a 20-something. I'm your host, Katie Yu, and on this podcast, we talk about everything and anything with a focus on mental health and personal well-being. New episodes every Tuesday at 11 a.m. PST. I am joined here today with Madeline, Madeline Johnson. So she is, oh my gosh, like a social media content creation superstar. I want to say you're a UGC creator. You have about half a million on Instagram and you have we just kind of talked about you're starting a podcast you now have like a creative agency you're just kind of a social media superstar out here so Madeline I'm so excited for you to be on the podcast today thank you so much for joining so yeah for the people who don't know you could you give me a brief overview of who you are and what you do in the online space absolutely Uh, my name is Madeline and I have always been a very creative person. I used to sell those like little squishies at my school. (laughs) I've always loved scrapbooking and just kind of expressing myself creatively. So when I was younger and social media started to become really popular, it was this very exciting thing for me because I just realized that there was this place where you can just kind of like scream your feelings basically and find people who you know you could connect with just by putting something out there and I've always kind of struggled with you know putting things out there to people because I've always been shy so I think social media for me has just always been like this place where I can express myself and just kind of talk about the things that make me happy while also hoping to inspire people to do the things that make them happy. Well, I have to say, I love a lot of your recent content, like all of the travel things. Um, I remember when we met, you had just come back from like Iceland and you were posting a lot of that (laughs) stuff. So that has been really cool for me to kind of see. And also you romanticizing California. I'm like, oh, I had just moved out and I was like, oh my God, I do miss it. You went up to Mammoth. And so (laughs) your content has really been like resonated with me recently as well. So it's been really cool. But how old were you when you started Instagram and how old are you now? Um, I started Instagram when I was 15 years old. Um, so I was in middle school and I don't want to say I was a completely different person, but I, I've definitely changed. And so my platform has changed a lot with me and it was just, it's been crazy, you know, starting as a young girl and just seeing myself kind of shift my voice as well as my message out there. I feel like I I now know you a lot better as well. Um, before we jump in, I have a question that I always ask 
ask my guests, which is when was the last time you asked for help? <laughs> no, I, I've been thinking about this one. And unfortunately, I must say that I've been thinking about it too long. And you would think that I would be able to think about the last time I asked for help. Um, but I really, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I mean, think, that is a, that's a fair answer. Yeah, I, I think that I'm trying to build that support group of people that I feel com comfortable with right now. And so a lot of my emotions have definitely been more inwards recently. But I feel like I really need to, you know, work on that. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Um, so switching a little bit back to some social media stuff, the topic of today's episode is kind of being young on the internet, um, content creation, and having that balance as well with just, you know, balancing life and, and being a, I was going to say a teenager, and then I was like, uh, I'm, you know, four years out of my teenage years. So um, I know you're, you're a young content creator, so am I, I guess, I'm 23. And so could you give me some insight into kind of building a community on the internet, especially at such a young age? Yeah, so I think there's, you know, definitely a lot that goes into it. I, again, started when I was 15 and now I'm 22 and that is young. So I think when, you know, you're starting out, there's always this idea of like, oh, are our brands going to want to work with me since I'm young? How am I going to, you know, put out a message if there's people that are older than me and they're going to look at this and be like, well, that's a silly problem. You know, you're 15, get over it. Like there's so many different problems and so many different, I guess, stages of life for content creators that and humans that we all go through. And when you're creating content, I guess, it really just has to flow with the stage of life that you're in. I think a big thing for me has always been like, oh, I don't want to put my age online. It just feels weird. You never want people to, you know, judge you for that. As a 15-year-old, I was doing these brand deals and signing these contracts and I had no idea what I was doing. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely think that like, it's important to just start where you are. It doesn't matter like the age you are when you start, as long as you know, you're sharing the authentic part of your journey where you are at the moment. Something that I wrote down in terms of the community that you're building and and the kind of shift that I've been seeing with social media influencers is this aspect of authenticity. And so kind of what I touched on with the type of content you post, it definitely feels everything is like infused with your personality and infused like with your specific creative spark in it. And I think that maybe what resonates for, I don't know if this resonates like with your community, but definitely with mine is this like, understanding that we're kind of different a different type of influencer than the ones we grew up with like we're not afraid to kind of talk a little bit more about our mental health we're not afraid to talk about our struggles and kind of humanize ourselves as people and not just kind of as aspirational content creators and I think that you do a really good balance of you know the aspirational content the travel content when when also you humanize yourself and I think that is something to be commended um yeah, can you talk a little bit more about like that type of content and like your thoughts on on all of that? Absolutely. And 
thank you. That it really means a lot to me. I feel like I try, you know, really hard to show up as authentic as I can on my platforms. But I feel like for me, you know, when I first started social media, again, 15, social media was such a different place. And it was mostly, at least from what I remember, the things that really stuck with me were like girls posing next to fancy cars, these amazing travel destinations, and just kind of like, you know, a Pinterest board. And I think as social media has aged, we have also grown up with it. At least I have. And I've realized that life is not that like Pinterest board that we want it to be all the time. And social media is really a highlight reel. So I think I always have wanted to, you know, accomplish my dreams and travel and be able to kind of create that, let's say, Pinterest board lifestyle. However, there's also been a lot of things in my personal life that it just feels unfair not to share if I'm also being like, here's my life, here's all my travels, and, you know, here are my cute dogs. (laughs) The dogs are so cute. (laughs) Thank you. I just feel there's, you know, so much more to life, and all those things are great, but at the end of the day, like, if you're not sharing the parts of you that you don't necessarily want everyone to see the parts of you that are more vulnerable, the parts of you that make you human, what kind of connection can you really have with your audience and what kind of influence can you really make on them besides telling them to buy new products or to travel to new places? Like, sure, those can make their life great. But if you can really tap into the thing that makes you and everyone else human, I feel like your social media will actually be um, something impactful. others so yes 100% and you were kind of talking about like how when you were 15 and we were probably 15 around the same age like 2015 ish um I'm thinking like Alexis Wren and like Jay Alvarez and like the Brandy Melville (laughs) type of you know skinny Pinterest girls that are like doing things in Fiji and the Bahamas and they're making life look so gorgeous and you know it wasn't we didn't understand I think at the beginning of social media like that what they're selling is a lifestyle and you know if you're not buying into anything like you are kind of the product and and your insecurities are what they're gonna prey on and what I love about kind of your page is like it feels very safe and it feels kind of very 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 far removed in the best way possible from what we saw as as young teenagers. Thank you and I also want to say like something that really sticks with me when you know I'm posting on my page and doing my travels I think you know when when we were younger we would see all this content even now like you can see just these luxurious videos and just compare yourself and think like wow this person is almost like above human level like (laughs) what is this person and how are they so perfect how is everything in their life so perfect like it kind of disconnects you from being able to even have that aspiration um, to, you know, like travel or be in a way similar to that person. Like when I look at content, I want to be able to, you know, create a goal for myself out of it. Sometimes if I see something online, I'm like, wow, I'd love to visit that place, but I would never want my content to come across as like, wow, she's so perfect. How does she do that? I could never, you know, like you really want to use social media as a place to allow everyone to to have those dreams and 
instead of coming across as someone who has like the most unrealistic <laughs> life ever. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, and kind of talking about like your travels and I know that sometimes you travel like with brands, for brands, to create content for brands, et cetera. So as a lifestyle creator, are there any things that you do specifically to like separate your life and content in your mind? Hmm, it's a tough one. I think that I'm definitely still learning how to balance that. There's a term that a lot of creators or um you know, social media, let's say managers or consultants like to use, it's called everything is content. Mm -hmm. So you're basically teaching the creator that every single aspect of their life is something that needs to be captured, cultivated and shared. And I think that I definitely, you know, struggle to go to like a cute coffee shop without taking pictures, creating content and, and sharing that. And so I think a part of that is passion and another part of that is just fear of not being productive but at the end of the day I have been considering getting one of those little boxes that you put your phone in they have like little safes that the, like the lock boxes that like you can't open for like a couple of hours yep <laughs> I would really like to be more present and appreciate things without always turning to my phone to capture the moment. I think it's a beautiful thing, but sometimes it can feel stressful. And if you turn a beautiful moment into something stressful and something work focused, you know, it kind of kind of dampens the moment a bit. So definitely need one of those boxes. <laughs> you can snap the picture and then you can put the phone away. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kind of goes into one of the questions I had, which was how do you prioritize being present over capturing and recording content? And I'm, I know you, you don't have the answers, but I'm so curious to hear your perspective because I know that like, I personally have struggled with this in the past. Um, and I, I just want to hear your perspective on that. Absolutely. Um, I think that for me, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my friends don't do social media. So I think one of the ways that I keep myself present is just like being around others who aren't necessarily consumers in a way or people who are not influencers and creators. Because I feel like when you're in a room with two creators, it's work. Like mm -hmm. you can be friends, but you're going to work. <laughs> you're going to work. 100%. You're going to go cute coffee shop. It's going to be work. Um, but hanging out with one of my friends, her name is Allie. We've been friends for like 20 years. And it's so funny because I am like, you know, this creator and I have been for a long time. And she is just doesn't care about social media, literally hasn't posted since we were like, I don't know, 13, <laughs> 15, maybe. And hanging out with her, it's always just refreshing because we can sit in the coffee shop and just talk and relax. And it never matters you know the aesthetic of the place we're going to what we're wearing it's just this chill hangout session between two girls and I think that that's something that's helped me a lot just having friends who are also not creators while you were talking I was kind of like nodding along I was like I see that as well and like I, I see how I've kind of implemented that into my life as well without even even thinking about it I think another strategy that I would offer up is also like 
sometimes, you know, when I have my, my friends who are friends first and also creators, um, who come visit me or we are hanging out together, we have like, okay, in the first five minutes, you know, while the food is pretty and we're all pretty, we're going to like take all the pictures and we're going to get all the angles and we're going to be those people in in the cafe. And we don't really care about that. And then once we finish that, we're going to sit down and have a regular meal. And like, this is like our time. Um, Or we'll do that maybe on a bigger scale of like specific days where we go out and we dress all cute and we get that content. And then sometimes it's really just for us. And so definitely like having those people, number one, who like are not content creators. I have a couple of those in my life and they're just like so far removed from our world that when I pull out my picture, my, my phone to take a picture, they like look at me and they're like, okay, yeah, I guess. But like that wouldn't have been my first thought, you know? Um, and then they always want the the pictures airdropped to them afterwards. So, you know, still doing, <laughs> still doing work for everyone else. But um, yeah, definitely like surrounding yourself with people who that, that isn't their full-time job. And then also, having those like differentiation moments and being very intentional with that of being like, this is a content moment. This is not a content moment. Like this is just for us. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So I love all of your content. I kind of touched on the things I love. I saw there was a, um, you have like these vlogs where you're making soup and you're talking about the holidays like those have been my favorite recently I think you've only posted a couple of those but I know I love it I love watching talking content I truly do and I think it, it infuses a lot of personality into people whereas like normally I feel like Instagram is very focused on aesthetic but like talking content is very it's giving TikTok it's giving like you know, another another medium where I feel like I can connect with you. And so I love that. And one of the the questions that I wanted to ask was like, who or what inspires your content, especially since you kind of have a lot of different uh, pillars of content and like things that you focus on? Well, first, I want to say thank you. That honestly means so much to me. I have been really passionate about, you know, those cooking videos and just trying to um express myself with a different form of content recently it's just it's been so much fun um but who inspired what inspired my content this is a tough one honestly I want to say that I have always been a little bit of an overshare (laughs) I love to overshare I love to talk about my problems I love to talk about my you know recent uh healing journey, you know, just all sorts of things I've always overshared with friends, um, even with my teachers growing up. So that's what English teachers are there for, right? You know, to be be the recipients of like junior year high school oversharing. Yep, absolutely. I think for me, it's not necessarily like who inspired, but what inspired. And I I've always just had this like part of me that has wanted to share and wanted to connect. And I think that I definitely struggle to do that a lot in, in my personal life. I've had like very few people that I can connect with on that deep level. So it's kind of like, where do I put these thoughts that I'm having? You know, what do I do with them? And how can I actually have them make a difference? And so I think for me, like, creating all these different types of content has just been a way to express myself and express what I'm feeling at the moment and that's always just been really powerful for me emotionally and I think it also comes across 
in a nice way on social media too, because you get to um, be a human. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I love kind of like this new, we're talking about like a new wave of social media, but I love how people are just more open about what they're going through. Like we realize that social media is a highlight reel and we're very much trying to dismantle that by talking about the hard things and I love that you do that um, but that's not the whole focus of your page because I know some people who like just talk about mental health and I love how yours is just this is me this is my life and and let's sprinkle in some mental health content and so I want to bring this um, community questions because everyone had a lot of questions for you so I want to make sure that I hit all of them but one of the big ones is kind of talking about this mental health piece about being a little bit more honest with your journey on social media. And it is, um, how do I grapple with knowing people I know in real life? We'll see what I put out on the internet, especially if it's mental health related. Okay, that is so funny because I was going to talk about that. Like I was thinking about that in my head. Um, So that is definitely something that I didn't struggle with until I got into a relationship I've never really had um never really cared about what my friends thought never really cared about what my parents thought what my family thought but then I got into a relationship and I was like okay what are his parents gonna think what are his siblings gonna think Mm -hmm. what are they all gonna think and for me I have definitely struggled with that like I will find myself second guessing what I post and I'm like, why am I doing this? At the end of the day, if you are building a close-knit community of people who you trust and care about you, I think that you deserve to express yourself in the most authentic way possible on social media. And whatever they think is what they think. And unfortunately, (laughs) that's You're like looking around, looking for him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uncomfortable because sometimes you don't want everyone knowing everything, especially if they're going to bring it up in a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. That's uncomfortable. But what's more uncomfortable to me is hiding parts of myself because I don't want the closest people in my life to find out when they're the ones who are supposed to really know anyways. Yeah, yeah. I really resonate with that as well. I think that I was very similar with you. I I didn't really care what people around me thought. Um, I was never kind of afraid of being bullied about what I put on social media because I was like, if you were supposed to know as like my close friend, you would know already. And so what I put on social media shouldn't be um, that big of a shock. And then I kind of moved to London and... I have like the same thoughts of being like when people search my name up like I'm very searchable on the internet I have a big digital footprint or you know when I'm looking for jobs this is going to be kind of some of the the first things that they see about me and that can be very scary and and off-putting and daunting but I had a conversation with my mom when I was in high school and she was kind of concerned because obviously she, you know, she's an older generation and the older generation just doesn't get what Gen Z is doing (laughs) on the internet right now. They're like, you guys talk a little too much about, you know, 
a little too about everything that shouldn't be public and I'm like <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from right and the big conversation was like okay how much do you share about your mental health and how much is that going to impact you know job prospects maybe later on or um you know people that you're meeting for the first time that's going to be like the first things that they see about you and I think I came to the same conclusion that you did is like I would rather put whatever I want kind of on the internet I mean with safety and every all of that in mind but I don't want to feel like I I can't show up fully 100% and if I have a thought about what I want to share and I kind of like shun myself or diminish myself and not let myself post it I would feel weird kind of showing up on social media knowing that I'm deliberately hiding this part of myself that I otherwise would have shared if it wasn't for that fear and so I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of post what I want. And I think that the people in my life, especially in terms of friends, like if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, like that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, like I I also agree. It's just like, just show up um, and don't be afraid of what people are going to say because people are going to have opinions. Like at the end of the day, everyone's going to have an opinion on what you're doing. The opinion that matters is the one that you have of yourself. And then the one that, you know, the people that you care about have of you and that that's all that's those are all the opinions you should care about absolutely um I'm also gonna add that for me this year has been one of the years where I've been the most vulnerable online and so in the past one of my friends like boyfriends she she told me like oh yeah he met you and he was like that's crazy that she's an influencer because I didn't expect her to be like that and <laughs> He was like, wow, she's so nice for an influencer. I was like, okay, that's weird. Like you stalk my page and that's that's what you found. You expected me to be mean, you know, like, okay. Thanks for the quote unquote compliment. Mm -hmm. uh, so I used to get a lot of comments like that. And then this year when I started to share a lot more about myself, um, most of the people that I've, you know, bumped into and became connected with via like, work because I also do social media management a lot of those people will come up to me um like the third or the second time that we work together and they're like wow your social media is really going to help a lot of girls or wow I love what you're doing I love your content like I think there's always this like idea that influencers are supposed to be these like stuck up people and just like so mean and so snotty but I think if you allow yourself to be vulnerable despite what those around you might think you're gonna make people that don't know you yet feel closer to you in a way that may be impactful for the both of you so yeah 100% like vulnerability um oh my god there's a phrase and I'm completely blanking on the word but like if you're vulnerable then the people around you are going to be want to be vulnerable back and I think that's how you kind of create those deep meaningful connections that we're always seeking is like like as humans we just want to connect with each other and so one person has to be vulnerable first why why not you you know and going back to what you were saying about like influencers being stuck up I think the funniest part is now that I've moved um, I'm meeting a lot of new people and like my friends are introducing me to their friends and I always joke that they should start off with the tagline oh she's an influencer from LA because then they like will see what I do and then they'll meet me and they're like oh you're like not as bad as I thought but I was like let's put them like really high nasty expectations and let's smash all of 
of them because you know influencer just has like such a, a negative connotation that's why I never really kind of call myself an influencer like a creator maybe but just someone who accidentally kind of blew up on the internet and <laughs> yeah I hear that is like people just assume that you're gonna be nasty but then they see what you do and then they you know, it it incites them to also be vulnerable with you and feel like they can be comfortable with you right off the bat. Exactly. And like, I never like small talk anyway. So you can go ahead and stalk, stalk my social media, find out everything about me, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. So this is kind of funny because I think both of us have been creating content since we were young. Um, I actually started on Instagram when I was 11, but I wouldn't say that I like started on Instagram at 11. Like, who actually posts any influencer type things in 2011? I think the platform started around then, right? So I've been posting kind of for a while and I know you have as well, but someone asked, you know, how do you start creating content when it feels like you're years behind the people who have been content creating since we were in middle school? Hmm. You know, something for me that helped with this, I think even when I was 15, there was a whole bunch of established quote-unquote influencers and I think that the industry is always shifting and always changing and you might feel like you're behind but this is one of the newest industries out there and it is also one of the biggest industries out there like social media marketing is the number one form of marketing and so there's no such thing as being too late to something that is still a baby first and secondly, I think that creating is never about, you know, following, let's say following a crowd, like you can be a little bit behind and still catch up, or you can be a little bit behind and still deserve to tell your story. Like there's no specific time anyone is supposed to start. And I think that if you just start now, you won't regret it five years from now when you say like oh wow influencer marketing has really shifted a lot since then I guess it wasn't late then I guess that would have been the perfect time to start you know there's just always there's always the now one of the other questions that you were kind of talking about I was like this goes into it is like is being a content creator worthwhile when there's so many others out there and I think my two cents on on the whole like how do I start like is it worthwhile should I do it is Yes, first and foremost, if that's something that you're interested in, you know, don't let your fear of failure or your fear of being behind stop you from from actually starting. But also what you're saying is like everyone has such a unique voice and a unique audience that they're going to speak to. Like, for example, Madeline and I kind of both post lifestyle, mental health um, content. You maybe more travel than I do, but I am in London, so maybe that does count as travel, right? Like it's a different city. And although we kind of circle around these same three niches, we attract very different audiences because our voices are so distinct and unique to us. Our experiences are unique to us. The way that we, you know, deliver that content is very unique. And so even though, again, same three pillars, unique audiences. So it is always worthwhile because you're not competing with as many people as you think you are in the content space. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful things that makes us all who we are. At the end of the day, like 
I'm sure, you know, literally everyone in the world can get on social media, have a little bit of a different story to tell and still find a way to make an impact somehow, whether it be good or bad. (laughs) Um, But we're all different. And I think there's something really beautiful in that. And the only competition you have really is yourself. And my, you know, tip for that would be just to, you know, create content that feels authentic to you. Because if you're trying to fit in with the crowd and you're thinking everyone is competition, you're probably just going to end up creating the same stuff that everyone else is and creating, like making your voice into a shadow that no one can hear. I love the way you, you put that as well. And I was uh, just in conversation with someone earlier where we were kind of talking about Victoria Paris and why Victoria Paris did so well. And again, talking about like she was in the lifestyle space, like no one really knew Victoria Paris a year, a year and a half ago, but why she did so well was she had such a unique voice um, and she had something to say. And I have no idea why I'm now talking about Victoria Paris. I completely (laughs) forgot where I was going with that. (laughs) But she's such an interesting case study as to like, you're never kind of too late to get into it. Um, and I know for me personally, what I was, I was thinking about a lot, cause I'm now kind of, I, I don't want to say I'm back on TikTok because then people are going to follow me, follow me expecting content and I'm not going to deliver, but I am back on the app and I am sometimes posting videos. And what I like about TikTok is that it puts, you know, people in front of me on like my for you page that I would have never kind of found myself and I I feel like we're shifting as as um consumers to kind of follow more personalities as opposed to anything else and obviously everyone's personality is very very unique but there's something so beautiful about the internet and allowing us to experience someone else's life and someone else's personality and that's why like talking videos especially long form talking videos are doing so well is because we at the end of the day as you were saying like we just want connection we want community and the most random like I can tell you I follow the most random kind of personality content creators I'll dub them one of them is a single mom who lives in a trailer in like Dallas, Texas, and someone else is, I can't think of anyone else right now, but (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're following people, not because of necessarily like their beautiful homes and like these big barriers to entry that we saw, um, in content creation that, that were present kind of in 2015 to 2018. Like now people are just creating content with their phones, with anything. And, you're stopping yourself because you're scared um, of like these barriers that don't exist in the content world anymore. Yeah, I think that is, you know, such a beautiful way to put it. And one of the most exciting things I'm realizing about brands is the more authentic I get to show up as myself, the more brands are appreciating that too. And so like you're mentioning with the single mom and her her trailer, like there's all types of people who can still, you know, get those brand partnerships and still, you know, make some sort of income off of their creativity. And I think a lot of times, like something that I haven't let hold myself back, but a limiting thought that I've had has been, you know, I want my house to be perfect. The lighting has to be perfect. I can't do this. I can't get brand deals unless I'm perfect. And what I'm starting to realize is that like, 
it's really just about who you are and it's not necessarily about what you have what you can show off to the world and I think that brands are starting to care less about having the most aesthetic content out there and starting to care more about like a simple get ready with me or day in the life and I really really appreciate that as a creator because I've spent you know, countless hours thinking like, how do I purchase a house tomorrow and renovate it by next week so I can, you know, be good at my job? (laughs) I kind of wanted to wrap up and ask you about, we were talking a little bit before I started recording about like these two new things, or maybe they're just new to me, things that you're kind of doing in 2024, which I feel like are big moves as a content creator like you're you're launching new big things so peace of mind which is going to be a podcast and then also the intentional creatives co can you talk more about what you're doing and and how that's all coming yeah I appreciate you for asking um so intentional creatives has been my baby for a while I had just never made a social media for it which honestly it's kind of funny because it's a social media company (laughs) and it's my job to tell people like Rar, you need a social media like you know go at it and put yourself out there so I started that company about three-ish years ago as a consultation company for businesses and creators to help them grow their pages and then recently in the past two or so years I've kind of shifted to more of like a guess you would say like personal type of creator business and where I'm like doing event photography managing local businesses in the area and just you know creating um creating a business that's about me creating content for other people because I don't already create enough content for myself (laughs) um but it's been so much fun I have done um basically all of the I guess UGC content I do for hotels as well as you know brands that are not on like an influencer basis that is under intentional creatives and then my social media management for businesses that's also under intentional creatives and then sometimes those things will kind of cross over to my Instagram um like my trip to Iceland that was like half UGC and half um influencer stuff so I kind of found a way to mesh those together Yeah. And I just want to hop in. Um, I know that UGC is a big thing that's coming up, but a lot of people don't know about it is like, if you want to be a content creator, you don't have to be a creator for yourself. Like you can be making content and posting content for brands and being paid for that without ever having to manage your own social media page. And so the way like you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, you know, there are so many different ways to kind of get into this industry, like social media management, UGC creation, as you're saying, event photography, um, and all of these things that isn't just about you kind of showing up as a personal public figure. And so if there's like concerns with yourself on like privacy or whether or not you you want this longevity of being searchable and googleable um <laughs> something to consider is you know maybe looking into something like social media marketing or UGC as as good other options to have your hand in the field but not have it be with, about you directly absolutely and I think this is probably one of the questions that people are going to ask so I'll answer it before anyone asks you um is UGC oversaturated? Is social media management oversaturated? Is, let's say, photography oversaturated? 
I would put this in the same category of being a creator. Like, just because you're not showing your face doesn't mean that you don't have a unique story to tell through whatever type of content you're creating. I think something I've learned about myself when I'm creating content for, let's say, like the bridal shop I manage, um, there's a lot of me that goes into that. There's a lot of my heart and my soul. And so you can always see when the social media manager on a brand changes, you can always mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. You can tell right away. You're like, okay, they changed, they shifted. Like you can always see the heart and soul and personality on that platform. And I think that's definitely something to remember when you're asking yourself, like, is it oversaturated? Like, no, your voice can be there too so yeah absolutely and peace of mind new podcast do you want to talk about that a little bit or is that still like kind of under wraps um I'm definitely still figuring out exactly what I want to do with it but I think that I want it to be an extension of the new type of content I've been creating on my social media kind of like those cooking videos I want to talk about you know, ways I've learned to love myself, certain things that I've gone through that have gotten me there, and then also my tips. Because I think I talk a lot about, like, talk a lot about certain scenarios in my life on social media where I'm saying, like, oh, you know, I tried bed rotting and it didn't work for me, so therefore I'm going to do something that makes me happy. But I also want to go deeper and talk about, you know, all of the things that have got me to where I am rather than just showing up at a point of where I am now if that makes sense like I want to talk Mm -hmm. about the things that have got me here just in case someone else is in those certain positions and they also want to learn more um because unfortunately you know there's only so much you can do with like a six second video or 30 second video like there's so much more to say and there's so much more that I want to talk about again oversharer (laughs) Yeah, well, honestly, as someone with a podcast, listen, I just love talking. Um, I show up like one of my love languages is six minute voice messages. And, you know, after the sixth six minute voice message, my friend's like, maybe you should take this to a podcast. Like, maybe we shouldn't be listening to 36 message, uh, 36 minutes of you babbling on. So as a podcast host, I highly recommend it. I think also It's a very kind of unique way for you to connect with your community and just the like listening to someone's voice shows you so much more. And that's why I kind of love voiceover videos. As I was saying, like personality content creators, it's like there's this new kind of generation of creators that are showing up a lot more authentically online, whatever that means to them. And we're being a lot more real. And I love podcasting. So I highly recommend starting one. I love that. And yeah, I will also say like, I never used to be a fan of podcasts. I always just, you know, I never really gave them a chance. I guess I, I never really consumed that type of content until really this year. There's this creator who I followed her on Instagram for maybe like three years. It's Emma's Emma's edition and her um, podcast is the creative edition. So she teaches creators how to grow their social media platform or she'll tell them how she's doing it but something else that she does is talk about her life like she's a new mom and she talks about like how she's managing her work life as a content creator and being a new mom and 
when I run out of the videos or the podcasts of her talking about the social media stuff, I listen to how she's managing being a mom. And I'm like, wait, this is interesting. And then I go to her Instagram and I'm like, whoa, like, I know what part of life you're in right now. Like, it's just this mm-hmm. weird feeling where it's just like, why, why did I not ever give this a chance? Because I'm not a new mom. Like, I can't relate at all, but it's just so so interesting to me to like get to get to know someone on that deeper level yeah again it's like a new kind of era of content creation and I I hesitate but I kind of want to say it's like autobiographies almost (laughs) you know like we're like why do people read biographies of famous people it's because they want to know the nitty-gritties of life and a lot of times those famous people feel unreachable but like with content creators especially if you're kind of sharing your life online there's so many things that we as humans can connect with each other on and that is you know the crux of of building a good community is like sharing your life because it's relatable to other people not because it looks the best not because you know every you have a white house and and a white room and everything looks beautiful but just because you have something to say and like the way in which you're saying it is resonating with other people and like that is I think why why I know that I've been successful online and I think that you have as well is like just infusing your own voice in the messages that you're delivering. Definitely. And it's just so like crazy to think about almost like we live in a world where you can really connect with someone anywhere and it's really weird. <laughs> but it's also really really cool like there's there's never been a point in time in which you could do that. So I think it's an opportunity that if you're into it, you should, you know, take advantage and just see what happens. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Speaking of connection, I want to give you kind of like 30 seconds to promote your social media handles, whatever like cool things you're doing and let them know where they can find you. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for your time. This has been so much fun. Um, my Instagram is Mads Majesty. It's really, really hard to pronounce and to spell. <laughs> but it's M-A-D-D-S-M-A-X-J-E-S-T-Y. And you'll find me under Madeline Johnson as well, if you want to search that up instead. Um, but yeah, I'm basically the same on all my other platforms. Perfect. Well, Madeline's links will be all down below if you want to go check her out. Madeline, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. And yeah, I hope to see you again soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for your time. This again was so much fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of Solidarity on the Bench with KDU. If you enjoyed this podcast or want to submit a question for future guests, you can follow the podcast Instagram at SolidarityPod or follow the host at Katie.eu. See you next Tuesday.